Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. And this week is one of the most anticipated episodes slash movies I think that we have ever done on this podcast because we are talking about a movie that is not only in my top 10. Did this make your top 10? Uh, I think it. we've had the discussion about just me and my top 10. And I feel like someday I want to redo it because I don't think I included this. Maybe I did. But uh, I think even if I did, it would probably be a, a little bit higher up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But know. absolutely. It does make it probably into both of our top tens. And the movie is the 2004 classic Miracle about the miracle on ice in which the United States, spoiler alert, beats the Soviet Union in the semifinal of the 1980 Winter Olympics. Woo! USA, 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 USA. I'm so pumped. I love this movie, Jimmy! man. Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy! <laughs> and I think that, it, I don't know, I think it's one of those things where it's a great movie, but the moment is even bigger than that. So it's just, it is. as an American, yeah. I freaking love this movie and enjoy it every time. So um, anyways, but let's get to it. And we will start off with the bro down. Um, I'm going to start off the bro down this week, if you don't mind there. We didn't discuss who's uh, going to start things off, but. Perfect. I know. Cut the cut the legs out from under you here. Um, so. <laughs> Ow, okay. Uh, this week, I want to talk about a trailer that was released this last week that it's something that I didn't really know that I wanted, but when I saw it, I was so mm. stoked. And it's such a weird thing. Mary Poppins dropped a trailer. And I I am so excited for that movie. I don't know what it is. And <laughs> Emily Blunt being Mary Poppins and the way that they they really didn't show her coming until the end of the the end of the trailer and the build up and the suspense of it, it would just it just blew me away. I don't know I don't know what it is about that trailer, but I am so excited for Mary Poppins now. So that's yeah, uh, that's my bro down. <laughs> Well, I th- we were fortunate enough to be in the same room for that when we first saw that. Oh, and, right. Uh, yeah, we did. You know, yeah, we were watching the Oscars. And yeah, I remember that came on and it's this weird trailer and this kid's chasing this kite. And I was like, well, this looks really well made. What is this? And then all of a sudden it's just <laughs> Mary Poppins flying down. And I, I don't know. I literally, I think I did like a, oh. Oh, you know, because we're getting another Mary Poppins movie. I know, and it's not even that I liked Mary Poppins that much. You know, no, it's me like, neither. I, I never watched. I'm it. not really the biggest fan, but that trailer alone, like, immediately made me like bandwagon switching jerseys midway through the game. Going, no, I've always, <laughs> I've always loved Mary Poppins. No doubt. Favorite no doubt, one of my favorite classic. characters of all time. Let's go fly a kite. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, he's great. You know, there wasn't uh, enough slapstick in that movie, though. Really could have gone with Dick Van Dyke falling over a couple more penguins or falling over oh, a yeah, chair absolutely. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that they really nothing was In the movie, nothing was really popping out to me. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what Lin-Manuel Miranda does. I wonder if they're going to do, like, all the original music or, yeah. Well, I think with all these remakes, they're kind of doing, like, the original music, but then they're adding maybe a couple extra songs and stuff like that so we'll see or is it yeah. like a is it like a, a sequel i think it's like a sequel 
because okay. they're like, it's so good for you to be back. Maybe it's like the son from the original one, and now Mary Poppins is back. That ending, though, when she's like, it is good to be back. And then she walks away, and she's still looking in the mirror. In the reflection still you there. You go, girl. You go, girl. You go, magical maid. Magical, Whatever. yeah. What vampire. is Mary Poppins? Or no. What, she just comes uh, out of the sky and then just completely redirects an entire family to be suddenly happy and great? Comes out of the sky and then just cleans a whole house and becomes a nanny for a family. It's like, wow, I don't what know. What was the plot of Mary Poppins anyway? What was I don't Dick know, Van Dyke? Really. He was a chimney sweep? Yeah, the, something. What, and, but the kids she would go to the park along. and hang out with the chimney sweep? What a Does different he, world. Yeah, that was. Does he fall in love with Mary Poppins? I, would, I think so. Huh. Well, maybe we need to watch it again. Maybe I need to rewatch Mary Poppins. I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting to enjoy moral that. Moral of the story, yeah. we know nothing about <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> it's true. But I will be very merry when I see it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyway, so Mary Poppins. Looks pretty fun. I'm excited. That's great. You know, I actually, uh, when you started this, I wasn't sure if you were going to go lost in space. Did you see the new trailer for Lost in Space? Oh my gosh, I did, man. That does look so tight. I forgot I thought, about that. I thought that whole buildup, and then you said Mary Poppins, and I kind of went, kind of oh. went, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but, yeah, dude. No, no I, I'm stoked for Mary Poppins, and then, yeah, I saw that trailer for Lost in Space this last week, and uh, I actually, actually, I watched it uh, last night for the first time, and that, uh, I don't know, the cast is a little bit, different i don't really recognize many of the people besides besides one girl but uh from lost in space yeah yeah well i think they're bringing matt leblanc back to reprise his role from the classic <laughs> that came out <laughs> the classic highly he, renowned he's bringing the he's bringing the monkey from ed too <laughs> <laughs> you remember that that it was like the 1990s baseball movie with matt leblanc yeah. oh gosh he had his heyday he did. He tried. He was, he was they really, tried with him. Yeah. You know, they tried to plug him into a couple things just to get him a little bit bigger, but... Why didn't they didn't. make, like, a... Why didn't they have him go to, like, Australia and make a movie called Joey? I mean, he's got, like, a baby Korean kangaroo, you know? Joey? Is that what they call baby kangaroos or something? Yeah, baby kangaroo's a little Joey. Hangs out in the pouch. Really? Yeah, and that was why his name and Joey? friends. Why is that just... That's just what... Because it's an Australian name. I have no idea. I don't know why they call it a Joey. <laughs> Some guy was probably like, hey, he looks like a little Joey. And they're like, hey, sounds good. When I was in Austria, humble brag, um, I said the Australia, I did the Australian accent so much and it never went well. But I just rammed <laughs> that joke into the ground. I thought it was hysterical. Hey, Austria. <laughs> little shrimp on the hey, Down in Austria, down with the... They have the kangaroos. They're like, you know, you're the first I actually, person to ever say that. Um, I was on my flight back from Montana last week. Uh, my first flight, I sat next to, I don't know, it was kind of an uncomfortable ride. Um, I was in the middle. Uh, the guy next to me was kind of sweaty, just kind of like nervous. It was a weird, weird experience. Mm. Um, so I was a little just frustrated. I had to go through the traveling. Then I finally got on my flight from Seattle to L.A., and I sat next to two Australians, and it was lovely. It was so nice. I mean, just like, I don't know. There's something about Australians. They're just so nice and so kind. I don't know. 
They yeah. were just, <laughs> it was just. Where were really they from? Nice. Were they from like Brisbane? Were they from more like Melbourne? Are they going on the East Coast? Or are they going to the West Coast? I just know so much about Australia. I don't know. You're like, jeez, <laughs> dude. I can't remember. I what's said, that, what's that city on the West Coast? I can't remember. Anyway, I made three. I made three comments to them. First one being, "Do you know Crocodile Dundee?" Oh gosh, <laughs> so they cliche. Laugh. They're like, yeah, I hate super this cliche. guy. Uh, and then I asked them if they knew who Ben Simmons was, who's an Australian player who plays for the 76ers, and they said no. And I said, oh, nice. Do you know who Steven Adams is? <laughs> and he's an Australian that plays for the Thunder, and they went, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> have a and nice then you were like, <laughs> then you're like, have you seen Finding Nemo? <laughs> hey, do you know uh, Nemo? Do you guys drink Fosters? <laughs> Do you really throw <laughs> shrimp on the Barbie? They're like, dude, you're so annoying. You suck. You're, you're such like, an oh, that's where they film Lord a... of the Rings. <laughs> no, I have talked to Australians about the whole New Zealand thing and how, you know, if they have that little rivalry kind of, you know, thing with them, they're like, oh, yeah. It's always like a funny talking point if you're talking to an Australian. Makes for a yeah. funny conversation. Sure. So. If you're out there and you're looking for small talk with an Australian, don't start with Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> don't start with Dundee or Fosters. It probably is going to get fosters. an eye roll. It's going they're going to be done. They might foster some uh, ill feelings towards you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, well, okay, move on. You do your you do your bro down. Let's hear it. Well, uh, sticking on the NBA subject. Um, Big surprise. Did you, is that, yeah. I, I knew you were going to bring it up, but it's great, and I love it. Well, uh, I don't mean to be biased to any of our to any of our listeners out there, but the Portland Trailblazers are doing extremely well right now. Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, they beat the Golden State Warriors by double digits on Friday night, um, and that Western Conference race is getting extremely tight. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really have a question as much as I just kind of wanted to just have a, like a small conversation about your thoughts on the Western Conference, the Blazers, who you think might make it to the championship this year. A little bit of NBA talk, garb, if you will. Well, I don't think that there's – I don't think that we really have a chance of making it past number three because Golden State and the Rockets – the Rockets are number one and Golden State's number two, right? And their records are – I think are, so. Their records it, yeah. are far better than ours. So we're not, we're not really yeah. going to – they're ten. They're close. ten wins ahead. Yeah. So that's yeah. We're not going to come up on that. But who's who's closer to us? The Spurs or I think it, yeah, it's the it's the Spurs. Uh, I think it's the Spurs, the Timberwolves, and the Pelicans, Pelicans. Are closest to us. Oh, okay. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's exciting. I could see I could see us going pretty far in the uh, in the playoffs here if we actually maintain that spot because our biggest thing is that we always get, you know, the crap draw because we're number six. Like, we're last pick every time. Yeah, yeah, six, seven, or eight. And then yeah. if we, last year we got eight, and we had, you know, first round against the Warriors. And it's just, it's just like, like okay. okay, so we're done. So that's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I actually made a comment to somebody yesterday just saying – if the Blazers make it to the Western Conference Finals, if they ever did, you know, that, that would be crazy. But if they did, all bets are off. That's where I think, that's, that's my thoughts. If mm-hmm. they made it that far, I would maybe go to say, hey, do you believe in miracles? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I mean, that's the thing, though, is that if, if they, in a situation like the NBA playoffs, it's like, 
anything can happen, you know? Yeah. Those games yeah. get so close, and, I mean, it, it's really. But also, it is seven games, so you do have to, you usually, do have to be yeah, consistently like good. The better team wins, but, you know, I don't know. Also, injuries and stuff like that. Uh, Steph Curry hurt his ankle, but uh, he's probably not out for too long. But, you know, you never know. What if somebody went down or yada, yada, yada. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I just think... And it's also funny because last year the big thing in the NBA was that the Eastern Conference was just so so lesser than the the Western Conference. And it was getting to just be lame just because LeBron James and the Cavs always just make it to the finals. They have an easy road. But now the Eastern Conference has actually gotten quite a bit better. And Celtics are great. Celtics are great. The Raptors are number one. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's... Interesting over there now too, and the Sixers are coming up and looking kind of, kind of cool in the next couple of years too. So, and I have to shout out the De- the Detroit Pistons just for a buddy of mine, Dennis. Go Pistons! Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I just uh, want to tell my mom I love you. <laughs> I love the Raptors though. Clever girl. Um, uh, who's that guy? Who's the the like guy from the, the Raptors in the maybe like early two thousands, late nineties? Who am I thinking of? Uh, Vince Carter or Muggsy That's Bogues? It. Vince Carter. Yeah, Vince I was Carter. Remember. I remember him. Yeah, that was fun. Remember Muggsy Bogues? Muggsy Bogues. Gosh, what a uh, guy. He was so funny, but guy. I love my mama. Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Space Jam, sang uh, I Believe I Can Fly the other night with a good friend of ours, Chris Fannin, karaoke. And, uh, oh, you guys did that? Oh, just yeah. brought it down. Brought down the house. Brought down the house. It's a crowd pleaser. Sing, uh, sing I Believe I Can Fly at karaoke, but then change it to I Can't Believe I Can Fly. It's hilarious. It's a great bit. But the fans love it, don't they? The fans are in the stands, and they love it. Um, don't sing Memory from Cats. Oh, you did great. I did pretty fantastic. good. It was a good, you know, I, I do my best with it, but uh, I really didn't realize that he was going to choose that as my first song to do of the night. Just trying to convince everybody, like, I don't normally sing a soprano high. <laughs> I mean, if you got it, flaunt it, you know? If yeah, I know. Notes, if you got it, he's got the if pipes. If you got the dice, roll them. That's yep. right. If you got the pipes, flush it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we talking royal flush or? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's my two cents on my bro down. This little Great. NBA talk. Great. Um. All right. Well, shall we move on to sure. the film from 2004, Miracle. Just to start off, I'm going to say a quick quote um, that kind of sets up the um, context of the game that this movie is is all about. So at the beginning of the game, one of our favorite sports commentators of all time, Mr. Al Michaels, he kind of introduces the game. And so I wanted to open up with that. He says, quote, Hello again, everybody. I'm Al Michaels along with Ken Dryden. It should be a great night. I'm sure there are a lot of people who do not know the difference between a blue line and a closed line. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter because what we have at hand is the rarest 
of sporting events, an event that needs no buildup, no superfluous adjectives. In a political or nationalistic sense, this game is being viewed with varying perspective, perspectives, but manifestly, it is a hockey game. The United States and the Soviet Union on a sheet of ice in Lake Placid, New York. Ken, some of your thoughts before the game. And we'll play Ken. But anyways, I love... I love that quote because he sets it up. There are so many things going on in a political and nationalistic sense and so many things going on in the international stage politically, politically between the Soviet Union and the United, United States. This is the absolute height of the Cold War. But really, all it comes down to is a bunch of guys on a sheet of ice playing a game of hockey for their countries. And this game was so incredible because the Soviet Union had dominated the Winter Olympics and not just hockey and very various other sports and in the Summer Olympics. Um, but especially their hockey team hadn't lost in something like, what, like 16 years? They something had, like that. They yeah. won every gold medal. And going into this, they were like 42 for 42 games or something like that. They hadn't lost a single game. And so the United States going into this tournament, they sought out the Soviet Union and were like, we can beat those guys. And they freaking do. It's the most incredible sports. And this is, this is, I guess, like my thesis statement. And I don't think that anybody would really disagree. But this was probably the best sports moment in American sports history. There could be yeah. something else that happened that was pretty fun for another country. But as far as America goes, this is the coolest moment in sports history. Well, it's not like, you know, there's, there's been crazy moments in sports history, uh, even Olympic history, this last, uh, the, the Summer Olympics, Michael Phelps and then Sean White. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he was competing against, uh, you know, a, a country that, that you know we had we had feuds with and 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 there was such a heated time back then that it's like it just made for an even more uh like pressured game you know it's just it yeah. was like the biggest thing of all time just like the biggest deal it's not like any of them had to face those heights like something on top of just winning the gold medal there's like you know the there's like the, the american dream on top of that yeah it's <laughs> true know? because you try to you try to break it down to just a hockey game but it really isn't just a hockey game because like there is this like bilateral international climate going on and the backdrop of the soviet union where how do you I mean, how do you how do you take that away from this game? And you can't. It is the United States versus Soviet Union. And so each country kind of hates each other at this particular moment in time. And it does mean so much for the United States to beat the Soviet Union. So um, I, I do love this movie. And I think that it I think that it it is difficult to take away the backdrop of the Cold War because it is just this big moment in, in American history. But. Anyway, we won't dive into the politics of it too much because we just well, want to I get have to the a, movie. Oh, go ahead. Go I actually, ahead. I, well, I have a, an opening line as well. You did Al Michaels, and so I want to just oh, start sure. with an opening line as well. Uh, this one is from a character named Jack O'Callaghan, and I just wanted to start off by saying, What's up, you Siv? What's up, you Siv? <laughs> <laughs> to Jimmy Craig when he who's was, it, was like, hey, who's, who's, who's all here? A lot of guys from Minnesota and Boston. Yeah, that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, that's going to work. <laughs> oh, uh, man, good old OC. I said, I said OC so many times, and later it turned yeah. into AC from Alan Crabb from the Blazers, who's not there with us anymore. But um, yeah. moment of silence for AC. But I do, love, I do love OC. <laughs> He's fantastic. He's great. Nice hit, OC. 
Nice hit, OC. Um, but anyway, moving on to the film Miracle. Like we said, this is in my top ten favorite movies. I love this movie. Would you say that this is a great movie, or do you think that the story is kind of what gets you? Because I do have some critiques of this movie that I will uh, express coming up here. Um, and I think that I think at the end of the day that it could have been – there are parts of it that could have been better, but it's just that the ending of the movie is so good and so many of the moments in between are so phenomenal. Yeah, I I would actually maybe disagree a little bit. I think it's a really good movie. I think it's very well made. Uh, the music is fantastic. And, I mean, I, I think they had the right budget for it. It was well made enough for that point, but also the acting in it. Getting a guy like Kurt Russell to carry this thing you just can't really go wrong too much. He was, he was the perfect cast, and he carries this thing from start to finish. You know, what's so funny, though, is because I was looking through his filmography, and he really didn't have that much where he had a like really serious acting performance because before this, he was kind of this uh, kind of burly action guy. You know, yeah. he had yeah. like, done like the Big Trouble in Little China or Soldier. Um, he had done, done movies like Overboard and stuff like that that are kind of rom-coms, but I feel like this is kind of one of his big big performances where yeah. there's no action going on. He's just a hockey coach and he does, he plays it so well. And if so you well. look up the videos of that guy talking, uh, Herb Brooks, he, he actually does such a good job of recreating the way that that guy was. So I think that, I think that Kurt Russell does bring a phenomenal performance. He does yeah. an absolutely incredible job. And you know, Kurt Russell is one of those, I think he's kind of an understated actor because he is I so, think so good. too. Was this yeah. before or after? No, yeah, Tombstone was way before this. Uh, yeah. Tombstone, great. Oof. Good I'm stuff. Your I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, Could you imagine if Val Kilmer would have been the assistant coach? That would have oh, been great. It would have been a lot better than, uh, Noah. than Noah Emmerich. Yeah. No, he's great, though. I like Noah Emmerich. He's, he's, he's okay. fine. He does you know a good what? job of holding the whistle and being like, <sighs> Don't I'm not gonna blow it. One Fine, of my I'll blow things it. with with Noah Emmerich and, and not not his performance because I think that he does a give give a good performance and he's actually a pretty good actor. He's in the Have you seen the Americans? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like the the FBI or whatever. The, yeah, he does a really good job in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about that character that irritates me in the first half of this movie is that he just does not trust Herb. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he just really does not trust him and thinks that this is, he's just working these kids too hard. And I get it that at a certain point, he comes on board and he's like, I get what he's trying to do. But I feel like as an assistant coach, wouldn't you back up your coach regardless? And then yeah, kind of I mean, undermine him behind closed doors, maybe, you know? He does, he does, he does seems does it very grateful the for the job, you know? And then, but then like immediately, he kind of is like, like immediately against Herb and the choices that he's making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was in- something interesting. But let's talk about uh, Gavin O'Connor because the director is somebody that I was not familiar with. I didn't know anything about him. Um, and he really hasn't, hasn't done too much. He's in a lot of TV shows. But did you notice the other big one on his filmography? Oh, yeah. Gosh, well, man. He made 2011 Warrior, which yeah. is a UFC movie. And it is also one of the greatest sports movies of all time. And I, w- I would say that... If I were to rank out my favorite sports movies, it probably goes this, then that. You I know. know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like yeah, I would both of those are incredible agree. to me. So I, yeah, that's so I, I, impressive. It's funny thinking about that. It's like Miracle Warrior and then probably Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I think that, that list has changed a little bit for me. Yeah, it's probably uh, safe. Creed, I mean, Little like, Giants well, is up there. Creed, but uh, <laughs> Angels in the Outfield. Airbud. Uh, <laughs> I made this last week. I was back home in Montana and I made the family that was there sit through like the last half of Airbud because I, I just like kind of stole the remote control and put it on Airbud in the living room. <laughs> and every, what was all that movie of us called? Airbud. Air uh, it was a beach volleyball one. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I can't remember. Sum up Beyond the, the sum up the plot of Airbud, whatever the volleyball is, in ten seconds. Uh, two random guys are trying to steal a diamond. They kidnap Airbud. Meanwhile, there's a team trying to win a volleyball tournament. He comes back, saves the day. Great, great. Just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And then for some <laughs> reason, Air, but at the end of that movie, you did, I think you went to the bathroom during the end of it. Airbud literally becomes a famous like beach volleyball competitor, and he's playing in like a professional tournament. With a fa- which I assume is a famous volleyball player, some female. Wait, is is Airbud a girl? I mean, it's just like I, I don't, don't even get uh, that movie. I don't was, understand. How can you, you can't have a dog. (laughs) That would not fly. You can't go to the Olympics with a dog on your team. It's just such a ridiculous concept. And I understand how I get it. I mean, I get how they market it because it's fun for kids, but you got to imagine the people sitting on the set of Airbud volleyball movie are just so unsatisfied with their professional life. They're like, I I cannot believe that this is the movie I'm making. I'm literally setting up a shot. Like the lighting guy is like, yeah, I got to make sure this dog looks good while he, you know, while he serves a volleyball. I know he's getting like filet mignon and they're not even (laughs) getting water breaks. They're getting kibbles and bits. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, anyways anyway not to not to go on an airbud rant as much as we love those movies but uh anyway gavin o'connor very impressive great well yeah i saw i saw warrior and i was just like wow 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 um yeah that's insane you know those are those are two of the best yeah two of the absolute best they are and it's Um, it's just kind of funny how he's linked to both of those Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Written by Eric Guggenheim. Um, not sure about that guy. Hasn't done too much. Something to shout Last out, name's though. Guggenheim, so. Yeah, I know. Great. Googie. Um, <laughs> that always reminds me of, because that Guggenheim character was uh, in one of the Guggenheims died on the Titanic, and I believe it was the old guy that he, uh, we're dressed in our best and we're ready to go down like gentlemen, and he's watching oh, the water yeah. slowly sink up. And, and he's, he's got like that holding sca- the mantle, kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he goes down. I remember that guy. Respect. I mean, that's cool. It's a cool moment in that movie. We should talk about Titanic sometime. Googie. Gosh. Yeah. Talk about the mileage we could get out of that. Guggenheim, um, yeah. 100%. The Guggenheim bit? We, we'll focus on just Guggenheim, though. <laughs> We're going to Titanic, two-hour convo, just Guggenheim. <laughs> just the Guggenheim scenes. <laughs> <laughs> just Googie. <laughs> Uh, you can look him up on Google. I don't know. Um, uh, anyway, hey, but the go. composer is uh, Mark Isham, and he does such a good job in this movie. I think it's one of those. It's one of those films where you know I'm not a, a professional uh, movie critic or a professional film score critic, um, but this one, this one does it for me because it is so. 
emotional and it is so swelly that it almost borderlines on shoveling cheese on this movie. But you know what? This is one of those movies that yeah, they're playing on the on string the, cheese. Yeah, they're playing on the emotions of it because we are. We're proud to be an American where at least we know we're free. And if you play up those moments and just the score gets so swelly, it brings me to tears. And then also at the end, he does such a good job of kind of creating a uh, Russian-sounding score for when the uh, Soviets are just completely relentless trying to score. Like the kind of marching. It sounds sounds very much like something out of Tchaikovsky, you know? Like it sounds like a ballet pretty much. It could be in Swan Lake or it could be in whatever the heck else Tchaikovsky wrote. I can't remember. But anyway, it sounds like it could be directly out of that. Um, So No, I I, I actually, funny enough, that's something that I noticed this time around watching it today um, was that ending scene. And it doesn't really come in too much uh, until that like last minute of the game or whatever. And then all of a sudden that kind of starts swelling and mixing in. And yeah, it's really cool. I've always loved when, because you see composers do that all the time. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they do. But like John Williams, that's one of his big things, uh, is just developing themes for characters. And he goes a little bit uh, overboard. I, I wouldn't say like as a bad thing, but John Williams really dies overboard into... Overboard with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. He goes a little bit overboard, no pun. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Mark Isham, I think he did a great job. And I don't think it's shoveling too much cheddar. You know what I mean? It's like, it's at most like a couple pieces off of a string cheese. It's a light cheese. Yeah. Can I get my salad and I'll, I'll do some extra jack on there. But it's, you know, the, the normal amount plus a little bit. It's goat so, cheese. <laughs> it's goat cheese is what it is. So. <laughs> uh, he, he also did, uh, he did Blade, Stephen Dorff's Blade. Um, oh, really? Yep. And then he also, he did Warrior. Great. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, I think yeah. the score in uh well no, because the score in Warrior they did like a, a rock song at the end, something like that. Just creed every single time. Start to finish your score, just creed. creed. Oh my gosh. With man. arms wide open on repeat for an Can hour and a half. You I'm take in. Me higher. When dreaming. <laughs> creed is so good. I hate it, man. That's why my first email was Creed Freak 62, baby. At Yahoo. Hit me I up. I can't even believe that. So stupid. That kills me. That is cheese. That is like, that's matzo party. That's my crazy. That's matzo sticks. That's matzo <laughs> sticks at the party, right? Yeah, that's like overboard matzo sticks. And you're going, is there any pizza bagels? Or hey, it's time to marinate our grievances. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, there you go. Uh, let's take a dip. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, any other okay. big players? I mean, Patricia Clarkson. Something I do want to say is. Um, I thought that there are moments in this film that are somewhat expendable because they could be cut out because you keep flashing back to this relationship with his wife. And while I do think it is essential, it does, it hits some lulls at different parts of the movie it because does. this is a two hour and 15 minute movie and I don't think it needed to be that long. Because it could have been were, two hours even. There were a couple scenes that could be cut, but that being said, I do love Patricia Clarkson's performance. Because Can she I tell does... you something, though? Yes. Is there something that you've noticed with her performance in this movie that she does? She does it three times in this movie, and it's only during uh, 
it's only during her scenes. Like her only, it's basically her only three scenes that she does it. You know? I didn't notice anything. It's not that big of a deal, but it's something that I pointed out to Leanna today and we were laughing about because every single time she's on screen, it's always her. She kind of gets mad, says says a line, says something to Kurt Russell. Well, sometimes maybe you just don't even care. And then she walks around in the corner. She exits the room. She does it three times in the movie. She'll like say something and be like, whatever, and then walk out of the room. It's just like her signature in this movie. Yeah, that's just <laughs> so the character. funny to me. Very passive aggressive. Just drop, drop the mic and walk out of the room. Exactly. Hey, I'm she does it. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. And then walks out of the room. It's like, oh, I feel you bad for him. Should have bought the snowblower. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe next time you can mow the lawn. <laughs> out. Gosh. I do I think she's know. kind of adorable, though. She is cute. Yeah. It's they have a very cute relationship. Mm-hmm. It seems like they would go well together, and you can actually realistically see them getting together. You know, mm-hmm. they both seem like a a, a well balanced marriage. Seems like, you know, because he's off doing this, and you know, she's just taking like the brunt force of everything. So you can see where her frustrations are coming from and his. So well, I don't you know, can honey, you'll s- figure it out. I know. She's like, well, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Turn that off, please. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. Turn off the film, the game film. Yeah. Turn that off. And that's when he's gone too far. Yeah, he did. He went too far. Um, Okay. So let's just kind of walk through the plot. I know that we probably, we probably should hurry through the first because I could talk about this movie all day. Um, Mm. And that's something about this movie being two hours and 15 minutes long is that in the first hour, so much happens and you haven't even gotten to the best parts of the movie. You know what I mean? Because the yep. movie the movie does get better and better and better. It's a slow burn until the end of the movie where it gets so freaking good. Um, so the movie starts out and what is it? It's pretty much just it's pretty much him uh, having an interview to get the job of the head coach of the winner or head coach of the U.S. hockey team. And so he has the he has the interview with all the guys and he makes it sound like he's not going to get the job. And then he goes home and the adorable Patricia Clarkson asks him to dress up for a costume party, which I thought was a very fun line. And gets you and it gets you into those two characters really. Where, where are the kids? Oh, I gave them away. Yeah, exactly. That cute little line is like, okay, it's like cute. Okay. These guys are in love. I like these guys. They're nice. And then, uh, neighbor answers the phone. I always thought that was kind of funny. I thought that was kind of strange too. It's like somebody asked you, they're all, no, (laughs) I don't know. It's your phone. (laughs) I'd rather not actually. So we've met twice. (laughs) It's it's a guest. It's like somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend that brought him over. Um, Uh, anyway, And so he's playing hockey, and then he gets the job. He's playing hockey with his son. He gets the job, and boom, we're off to the races. I like how this movie immediately gets things rolling, you know? Yeah. You get a quick yeah. little dynamic between that couple, and then we're in tryouts. And who do we get? We get pretty much every actor from uh, NCIS, Boston Heat, whatever. All the <laughs> <laughs> It's like all the freaking B actors. Like I love all these guys. They're great. 
Eddie, Eddie Cahill, too. Nathan West, all of these guys, but they pretty much are the leading roles from all the cop dramas and the firefighter TV shows that are on CBS and ABC. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. They, they all, didn't go on to make like many more big budget films, but they kept auditioning. Not a star out of the group. No. Well, I think that I think that a couple of them. Well, gosh, now I'm trying to remember because I did watch the behind the scenes a long time ago. Um, I know that obviously Jim Craig, Eddie Cahill, he he's actually an actor, and that's why he got the he's job. He's things. a big actor. But um, a lot of them are were I, hockey players, right? Yeah, most of them were hockey players, and so they were chosen. Uh, they were chosen for their skills, hockey wise. Um, I think that. I think that Mike Ruzioni is a pretty big hockey player. I think that Jack O'Callaghan, or Jack O'Callaghan, excuse me, Michael Mantenuto, I think that he was kind of an actor too. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Eric Peter Kaiser, who, pay, who plays, uh, what's it, Johnson? Yeah. Uh, Mark Johnson. He played his freshman year of college, and then he went and ended up playing. Well, he ended up having to film during that. So yeah. Wow. He left for Miracle. But, yeah, he was playing hockey at the time. Like, he was a hockey player. So that's yeah. pretty sweet. And most of them are. Most of them are. I think that Nathan West is more of an actor. But yeah, Well, you see that as soon as, we, you know, because it's kind of moving ahead, when we're getting to the tryouts, it's introducing characters, you immediately see that this, this movie is different because, say, uh, maybe remember the Titans. Like, you see these guys playing football, but football is just one of those things that, like, you can make it look maybe a little bit, more hard hitting than it is or whatever. It's just like, okay, they're playing football, but hockey's a very hard sport to, you know, convey on screen in, in a way that like really looks raw and authentic and real. And so, mm-hmm. um, they do a freaking good job. Like yeah. from the tryouts on, you're like, Oh, these guys, like all these people are skating. They all know how to play hockey. Um, it looks just like a hockey tryout. And it's, I love that about the director and how he did that and how he, literally just made these guys play hockey. Yeah, what's your what's your opinion on hockey? I don't know anything about hockey. And I've literally watched multiple hockey games and tried to understand it. And it's not that I don't understand it. It's just that about after, you know, a minute or two of trying to grasp onto the concepts, I stop caring. It's I'm completely uh, apathetic about favorite, this. Favorite hockey movie on on 3. 1 2 3. D2. Favorite type of hockey shot. One, two, three. Slaps not. Knuckle puck. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is wrong. The answer we were looking for was knuckle puck. It's uh, <laughs> good, though. It's uh, good. Uh, favorite Keenan. hockey player of all time. One, two, three. Goldberg. Bombay. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, hey, but yeah. Better, 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 uh, better final game. This or the end of the Goodwill Games? Junior Goodwill Games, excuse me. This. Yeah, probably. I'd say. What are you crazy? I don't know. Who do the who do the Mighty Ducks play at the end of the first Mighty Ducks? Pop quiz. Uh, I don't know. Is it? It's a different country. Is it? It's Iceland. Is it Iceland? No, that's D two. It is Iceland. That's D2. Good call. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Hawks. Nice. Adam is a hawk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, well, we um, got it. Yeah. But yeah, I've never been. I've never been too into hockey. It's too sweaty. What are you talking? About? <laughs> um, it's too sweaty. He says the reason he hasn't watched hockey his entire life is because it's too sweaty. 
You know, um, I always think I always think about like running around trying to, you know, busting my butt on a sheet of ice and then I sweat and then you stop moving and you'd get so cold. Dry sweat. You think about the weirdest stuff. If you just listen know. to yourself for an entire day, if you you'd just be had really a tape surprised. recorder, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd really be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no I, sweat. Let's keep moving. You know, I played for about fifteen years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I went to a lot of Bulls games when I was younger and in Montana and stuff. I've always liked hockey. I think growing up, you're into uh, the uh, you're into the street hockey scene in L.A. Though, right? You got your rollerblades. <laughs> Played a lot of street hockey out here. Uh, I was running with a gang for a long time. My crew, we'd play. Um, <laughs> gosh. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like hockey a lot. You know, the one thing I, I regret thus far in my life is not going to a professional hockey game out here. And I really want to go to, like, a Kings game or something at some point because I, th- I hear it's just a really great time. Um, and I like hockey as a sport. It's kind of like baseball in the way that I just don't watch it when it's on TV. I'm kind of just like, eh, I don't want to watch baseball or eh, I don't really want to watch hockey. But then mm-hmm. when it gets to like the Stanley Cup final or when it gets to like the World Series of baseball and stuff like that, then you kind of you clue in for a minute just to see what's going on. But I haven't followed it too well. I know how it works, I think, enough, but I, you know, I never really played. I think I've I've honestly ice skated twice in my life, I think. <laughs> yeah. For once. So, I don't know. But, you know, I could do it. I could be the best in the world if I you put my to it. If you could have been. had started out earlier. Coach would have put me in on in the third period. We'd have won state. No doubt. You'd have been better mind. as an ice as a like a figure skater than a hockey player, I think. But That's no well, it's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. <laughs> not no. a bad thing. No. Uh go figure. Uh, there it is. Um, right. I'm skating on thin ice here. Anyway, uh, let's move on. So, what are they doing? Oh, yeah, they're at the tryouts. And you have a little bit of, bit of good banter, and you find out that uh, Boston and Minnesota, the two colleges, Boston, Mass. Uh, Charlestown, Mass, actually. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack O'Callaghan, Charlestown, Mass, Boston University. Somebody says Boston, Mass, though, don't they? Maybe. No. I don't know. You've you've always just said it that way, so that's where you're used to. But I actually I listened to the line this time closely, and that's what he says. Fine. Um, fine. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so you find out there is a big rivalry, and they set up kind of a confrontation between two of the characters, those being Rob McClanahan and Jack O'Callaghan, and it's a good moment. But uh, Herb Brooks, Herb Brooks, he pretty much comes up with his entire roster in like 30 seconds and everybody's mad at him and they're like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, I know my team. I coach these guys and I talk to their coaches. I know my team. And so he pretty much, and I coached a lot of them too. Yeah. He says, Hey, I know what I'm doing. Stop checking me. Olympic committee. You hired me. Let it ride, baby. I know a lot of these kids. I've watched a lot of film on these kids and I've coached a lot of them too. I know scouts from the areas that I've looked, you know, he says that whole speech and you're like, Ooh, he's Great. got the guts. Yeah. Boom. So, uh, and then they move on to the, uh, training and all that stuff. A lot of great sports montages going on here. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. Really great. The, uh, they form the, the cone heads line, uh, oh, pass man. score, pass that- shoot score. Pass, shoot, and score. That's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, I think, yeah. when he's like, they call them the Coneheads because they're a little, 
He's like, what is that? Must be off your radar. He's like, yeah, Cor- Dan Aykroyd, Jane, Jane Curtin. Do you ever like the, the yeah. Coneheads? I didn't. No, no I, I was, really. That was one of the ones that I wasn't a fan of. I think that that's one of those SNL like skits that it just doesn't. For our generation, you know, it's I can see why people laughed at it. And dad probably thinks that Coneheads is hilarious. It just kind of goes over my head a little bit. Well, dude, imagine that coming on TV. Imagine watching Saturday Night Live and that popping on this weekend. And there's three people with huge cones on their head like that and are going ah, and like doing some weird. You'd probably find it pretty funny. You'd be like, what is this? You know? Yeah, but, that's true. That's but true. I, we just kind of grew up with it. I guess. I don't know. But, um, like, just after that, they're training. Uh, you find out a little bit about Jimmy Craig. He doesn't take the test. You find out his mother passed away. Kind of him and his dad, they've been struggling a little bit. Um, kind of goes into that backstory. And know. that's and that's a big part of, a part of the movie. Um, I love the character of Jim Craig. And I'm not criticizing this movie because I do love every moment of this movie. But there are a couple times when he has one-on-ones with the coach or moments in this film that a little overacted. You know what I mean? Yeah, He's yeah. Good. He goes. A I'll take too. your test. I'll, uh, it's like, I'll oh, take your test. Yeah. You want me he, to take your test? Lay, I'll take your test. It's just a, he lays okay. the accent on a little thick. Yeah. Too. Yeah, it seems it's like he's the only it's like he's the only real actor in this movie and he's really trying to prove that he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think that that guy does oversell his performance a couple times and that's fine. I mean, it's it's great, but uh, he does kind of have a couple of cheesy. There's moments. a couple moments where you're like, should we put Janny in? <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Well, we played you too much, Jim. Maybe we should give Janny a chance. Let's give another actor a shot. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, he, but he does a good job. He does a good job. Um, big hit, nice hit. OC, one of the best moments in the movie too. He hits yeah. Rob McClanahan. Oh, we missed Jack that. We missed that whole speech where uh, they're talking and Rizzo's telling uh, Callahan to cool down, and you know he cheap shots me, takes the ring right off my finger. Yeah, I'm mad. Come on, that was, that was 76. That was like three years ago. So yeah, good. He said something. Yeah. Uh, okay, mother. What does he say? Is that all right with you, mother? Oh, yeah. Is that all and right Jack with you, o- mother? Jack O'Callaghan from the start. It's like pretty strong start in this movie. You see him, you're like, dang, that guy's cool. And then he's talking about that. And then the big hit against Rob McClanahan. It's mm-hmm. a big hit in practice. And then I love coach Herb Brooks. And he goes... You know, they start fighting. Rob gets up. They start going at it. And he goes, let him go. Let him go. Leans over to the assistant coach. Let him, let him hack it out. Because mm-hmm. it's hockey. This isn't, this isn't soccer. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, uh, this is aggressive stuff. Aggressive negotiations. Um, looks like a couple monkeys humping a football, don't you think, Craig? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I like that scene a lot. It's good. And there's a lot of little tiny threads in this movie that it's like the relationship between those two. They absolutely hate each other. And that's like a big example of like this team coming together as a family. It's like mm-hmm. when they start like talking and joking and you see them and their kind of chemistry, it's like, oh, okay. These guys have all kind of bonded and become some sort of a, a family. Yeah. Yeah. We're a family. It's like, okay, Johnson. <laughs> Is that the best take we had? <laughs> I know. We're a family. Um, <laughs> but one thing that I did want to note um, is 
I think an important part of this movie is that that conversation between the assistant coach Craig and then Doc, whatever his name is, Sir Galahad, was Nagobads. Doc Nagobads, <laughs> nice name. Um, his name's Nagobads. It's it Nago- is Nagobads. Doc Nagobads. Um, so great. Is it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, they have a conversation where he's like, "You've coached with her or with her before. Is this is this how he is?" And he's like, "No, this is new." And does he ride the kids this hard or whatever? And then he says, maybe they'll be so busy hating him. They won't have time to hate each other. And I think that that, I think that that's an important part of the movie is that, uh, coach Herb, like he, he makes a decision to be a complete a-hole of a coach and make the kids work so freaking hard that they become such a tight unit. And like Johnson says in a very poor delivered line that they're a family, you know what I mean? And it's, and it yeah. is, it's a crucial part of the first, the first it's half funny of this though, movie. Just about that line. It's funny though. Cause it is, it's like a poor delivery, but at the same time it's Johnson and he doesn't speak that much. So you're like, that's just that guy. And yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's how he says it, and I love that guy. <laughs> no, me <laughs> you know? too. I love that's Johnson. How I feel. That's the thing yeah. is, there's I criticize this movie, but there's nothing that I don't like. I love every I single line and every single minute of this movie. Every me single too. thing is great to me. Um, so I do, I do like that, and then I do enjoy uh, later on in the film when O'Callaghan and uh, and. Uh, What's what's the dude's name? Uh, McClanahan. McClanahan. Yeah, it shows them kind of getting along or whatever. And good sports montage, I think, pretty much directly after that. It shows them yeah. getting getting to know things. You do the coneheads thing, and then uh, the coach is sitting there writing down plays on the board, and he's like, "Okay, let's go to work." And some guy goes, "What the heck is he talking about? No, no idea." idea. Yeah. <laughs> They're just so lost. I love that. Yeah. So. Um, very, very, very good, uh, very good beginning to this movie. And then, then we get to what Norway, Oslo, Norway. Yeah, I think that pretty much brings us. It brings us up to uh, that moment in the movie. And so they go to this game in Norway. You can set this up too. I've been talking a lot. It's just like a B game, getting them ready and prepared, just like a warm up game. But they travel to Europe and they, you know, they go play these guys. And uh, throughout the game. Um, it ends up being a tie game. It's three three. There's a bunch of players on the bench. Uh, I forget the names of them, but a few players on the bench that are looking in the crowd, uh, pointing out, you know, girls, and you know, I remember them saying something about, oh, that I love the blondes over here, or something like that. And you can just tell right behind them is Herb. You know, coach is kind of listening in, just kind of steaming because they're tying Norway. Um, and it's for Coda is the sure. big one that's looking up. Yeah, it's for all Coda. The girls. Yeah, and. Uh, and so that's when the game ends and coach goes, get a whistle to the assistant coach. And it's like, what? And then they don't let him get off the ice after the game. So all the players are like, what, you know, what for? What, what, what's going on? And coach puts him on the line. And blue then line. it's the famous scene. That yeah, the blue one. line. That one. And uh, then it's just the famous scene from there. He yeah. just. And he kind what's of. What's that warm up having... called? Uh, you know, the, the line drill or whatever. No clue. Um, <laughs> blue line or, you know, goal line, blue line, middle line, blue line, goal line, back, something like that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Sure thing. 
yeah, whatever. But then, and they keep sprinting back and back and forth down the ice, and he has these kind of one-liners every time in between. One of them is, you think you can win on talent alone? Gentlemen, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. And that's a big, a big part Again. of the movie. Again. Again. And then it blows the whistle. Again. Yeah, yeah. And actually, this is going to be... Um, this is going to be kind of a, a spoiler here uh, for later on in the, the, the movie, but I'm just going to, I guess, drop it. This is my favorite scene. So, cool. Uh, yeah. Cool. Since, since we're here, I might as well just bring it up. Should this be. is my favorite scene of the whole movie, and I love, I love the way that the whole scene goes down, and then these guys are just at their wits' end, and the, the assistant coach and the doc is questioning her, like, dude, we can't run, you know, we can't run these kids this hard. This is ridiculous. You're going to kill then somebody. Then they shut off the lights. The guy's leaving. He's yeah. Like, and it's like, I have to clean the ice. Like I got to get out of here. Yeah. The guy that runs this facility wants to go home and he's like, give me the keys. I'll lock up. Tell him, I mean, tell him, give me the keys. I'll lock up. This Norwegian like, dude is like, dude, you can't just come to my place and just say that you're going to lock up. Like how typical of that is that of an American person? <laughs> I know. know it's in a like, foreign country. I'll lock up your, your who place. Cares? Yeah. I'll lock up this stupid <laughs> arena. <laughs> so I always like, thought gosh. that was kind of funny, but <laughs> then it gets to the end and they're all about to give out. And, they're standing at the line. Everybody's panting and just about to drop dead. And he tries to get them to go one last time. But right before they blow the whistle, Mike Aruzioni yells out, Mike Aruzioni. <sighs> Where's he from? I forgot. Is he from? He's from Charlotte or from Boston, I Massachusetts. Know, I was pretty convinced you're going to go all the way with that one. Yeah. <sighs> Boston, Massachusetts. And then yeah, maybe that's it. Herb Brooks goes, who do you play for? I play for the United States of America. That'll be all, Boom. gentlemen. That's it. That's oh, the glue man. in this. I just got chills you saying it because that's the glue in this movie that everything comes just full circle. It goes boom. They don't play for their separate colleges anymore. They play for one thing, and that thing is the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And I just... I just love that, dude. Mm-hmm. It is. I was crying earlier, you know, when during that scene, just because you know it's coming. And when he says it, it's just, it's out of this world, man. And also another thing, uh, I guess that scene, um, they did it uh, over a span of thing. I think like twelve days, or what? What was it? Three days. Three days and uh, twelve hour yeah, shoot they, though each day. Twelve hour shoot, and they they really just worked them. You know, they worked them. They had to go keep running these things and these drills so that, you know, they could get these takes that these actors and characters were truly out of breath, you know, making yeah. them really be in that situation. So I love that about it, too. Near the end, yeah, you could tell that the actors are like, this is so miserable. It's past uh-huh. the point of, like, a good performance. Like, they are actually pretty close to as miserable as the real guys probably were. Mm-hmm. So um, I love that scene, and I think that it, I think it is a big part of the movie is, you know, they've all been identifying themselves from, from who they are and where they're from and, and who they play for, and they identify themselves with some, uh, you know, some university or something. And now 
they have a sense of unity when Aruzioni Rizzo, as he's called, affectionately called, uh, when he says that I play for the United States of America because they're no longer a group of guys playing hockey together. They are the United States hockey team. And yep. that's the moment when they identify themselves as such. And I think that the movie kind of, that's like part one. You know what I mean? There's there's yep. three acts yeah, part in this one movie. Complete. And that's, that's the first act. And so then we move on to the second act, which is them really training to be an Olympic team. And uh, after that point, I think you get a pretty good sports montage, and it's pretty fun. Um, Jimmy Craig doing the the tennis balls off the wall. Yeah, Yeah, and they're getting better. You can see that they're really progressing. And uh, Uh, when, When does Ralph Cox get cut? It's, that's it's pretty. That. It's, that's pretty far. That. Um, yeah. that that brings in one part, and this is this is the only part of the movie that I really was like, we didn't need that. I really don't think that this movie needed this this whole thing. Is the way that that one guy comes in. I know comes in comes in and yeah. threatens to take one of their spots. And I understand that, and I've heard um, many people have said that this is one of the most true-to-life films ever made. It follows the actual events really closely. And so I do appreciate that they threw that whole thing in there, that this guy's having a good season. He comes in, and Brooks is thinking about playing him, um, kind of just to mess with their minds or something like that. But yeah. I think that it did. it did kind of take all the momentum that they had from that previous sports montage and kind of drop it down again. And sure. You have the line where the four players come up to Brooks and are like, you know, this is ridiculous. Or, or this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and this is ridiculous. Or bringing him, bringing him in this late. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a cute scene. It's a good scene, but I sure just, this is your idea Rizzo. Yeah. You don't think I'm scared of getting cut? Scared yeah, I'm getting, scared of getting cut. We all are. Dude, good accent. Nice work. Thanks, dude. Um, thanks, <laughs> but, <man. laughs> thanks, dude. Um, I just, I think that that in in this whole movie, I think that is probably the five minutes, or I think it might have been even been longer than that. I think that yeah. that's the part of the movie that they could have cut because it wasn't it wasn't great for me. So um, yeah, but the, I mean, if they cut it, it's like there's not. I mean, it's just a little bit of turmoil in there that maybe you needed. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it. I I guess I I'm saying that I don't I don't really mind it. I think it's it's cool. I understand what you're saying about the momentum though. Like it kind of goes the whole team gets together, so you're like nice. But then he brings him in, so then you're like, dang it, coach isn't on board still, really. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does kind of cause some drama. But I almost like the the, the drama that it causes. And them, you know, they kind of have realized that they're playing for something bigger, but maybe they still haven't realized that they are a family. We're a family. We're a family. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> We're a family. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> a family. <laughs> Just keep going with it. All right, let's get another take of that. We're a family. <laughs> Sorry. It's like every time it's just the exact same. It's like, oh, okay. All right. One a little bit more serious. Yeah. We're a family. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, I mean, but past that, it's, uh, it's pretty good. I think that is also a, a big thing, a uh, big part of the movie is that um, going along with my favorite scene uh, is how, how well-conditioned all these guys are. And that's th- like his, his pretty much 
his strategy is that we're not going to be the best. We're not going to be the best team that goes there. We are going to be the best conditioned. We will outskate yeah. every other team. And so I did really, and I, I like how they really uh, illustrated that throughout those sports montages and that these guys literally did go through hell. And when they yeah. show up at the Olympics, hell. they are, they can just outskate every other team. And they say that in the you know, yeah. one of my final scenes, I've never seen the Soviet union outskated this late in the game because they just, they, they can keep up. So, um, great, great stuff. Uh, and then, and then we have, then we have the first, was that, is that going to, uh, the first game against Soviet Union? Like the first warm up? Is that where we go from there? Or is there anything before that? Well, I think that I'm trying to remember if anything important happens. Oh, we have the Christmas scene. Oh, you know what? Okay. Um, so I kind of have two favorite scenes, but I, d- I did want to talk about this one a little bit, and thanks for bringing that up so we didn't forget, because, um, you know, I love the whole holiday party and, uh, and you know, getting the whistle, and they all kind of, again, mm-hmm. again, that little thing. And he gets the whip and the gift that keeps on giving, and then you go to him saying, have a great holiday. My goodness. What a delivery. And, uh, what a delivery. And it goes into that little kind of montage thing of, is it Jimmy Carter talking? Is that a speech? Yeah. Who's that? Yeah, it's Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Given that speech and it's showing all these guys and I was watching this this time and I went, man, this is a beautiful freaking scene. Mm-hmm. It is really, it really is. And you know, him getting home and them leaving the star and you kind of see uh, them leaving the star for him to put up cause he wasn't there when they made the tree. And you kind of see in his eyes, it's really well acted that, you know, he has a moment of, I don't know, I don't even know what it is, a moment of, of sadness because he wasn't there with his family, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He kind of has a moment of re- a little realization, like, man. The sacrifices that his. he's making, you know. Yeah, and so I think that that kind of hit deep with me this time around, especially that, that speech by Jimmy Carter, which I don't know if you can expand on what he was saying because I guess I didn't really listen too much, but I don't, I don't really know what that speech was. Uh, well, I think it was pretty much just a speech saying that the uh, that it was kind of a dark time for America, and we we really didn't have that much to look forward to, and we'd had a rough couple of years, and internationally things were really chaotic, and this is the height of the Cold War, so things are things are very difficult, um, and I think that I think that that's part of this movie that. I do love because there are a lot of things going on uh, internationally and especially with the backdrop of the Cold War. It is really interesting, um, but they do take a lot of time to just throw that stuff in there. And I don't know if it's entirely necessary. They had like that whole um, intro, which I thought was really good, kind of walking through all the stuff that happened in the 70s. And it's you see Gerald Ford and Nixon yeah. and all that stuff. And... Um, and I think that that I think it was good, and I do like the Jimmy Carter speech. I thought that that was fairly, uh, fairly interesting and a beautiful scene for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It seemed it seemed a little heavy handed on the politics, but maybe maybe that's just me. And I mean, which well, is kind of know, ironic because you know I am a history guy and I do really enjoy uh, knowing about all that stuff. But um, yeah, they they did play into it a lot. Uh, 
with the uh, what is what do they say something about the like you know the gas shortage that's going on and yeah. and Craig and Docker in the car and they're kind of talking about uh, you know the Soviets going into Afghanistan and stuff like that and a part of me was kind of thinking. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is against the Soviet Union, so it's. I guess it is setting up the fact, you know, much like, um, much like Al Michaels says in that intro, you know, in a political and nationalistic sense. There's a lot of things going on here, but at the end of the day, it's just a hockey game. So I don't know. Well, I could go, I could I th- argue both ways on it. I th- yeah, I think so. I think I think the way that I see it is. There are a lot of people that watch this movie, especially maybe a younger generation that really isn't as familiar with what was going on then. So maybe they kind of dumped a little bit too much on the onto the movie, but I think they were kind of just trying to prove a point that this is just bigger than this is bigger than just a n- normal hockey game. Mm-hmm. You know, it has such a bigger meaning. Um, I do agree. I think there is there's quite a bit of it. It's like every single time there's a camera turn, it goes to like a newspaper sitting on the table or a television screen saying the news of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it references what the, the Iranian hostage crisis, the Iranian hostage cri- yeah, crisis. And, um, and that's, and I think that to answer your question earlier though, I mean, that's a uh, Jimmy Carter is talking about a lot of the difficulties that America has had. You know, it's like you have, uh, Nixon resigning and then Gerald Ford, Gerald Ford yeah, is a president and you know, the whole Watergate scandal. Yeah. And then Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter, I don't think that either of their presidencies or their administrations were necessarily seen as a win by any means. And then Mm. in 79, you have the Iranian hostage crisis, which was really difficult for Americans and a lot of war breaking out in the Middle East. And so there is this, there was a general frenzy going on in the United States and the political stage uh, internationally was super, super complex and super out of control, I guess you could say. So it is, it was a tumultuous time in not just American history, but world history. So crazy, crazy stuff going on. But I do, I do enjoy the Jimmy Carter speech. I thought that was great. And I think, yeah, I think I it's do, a good addition. I think it, and I think it reflects on, and part of me thinks that this movie does need to highlight some of the stuff that's going on just so that we can understand what somebody living in 1980 would feel like watching the Olympics at this time. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it is more than a hockey game because the Soviet Union, their hockey team stands for so much more than just a group of guys playing hockey. And it's the same thing yeah. for the United States. It so, stand, it, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know... It it has a bigger meaning, mm-hmm. and, and the, the Soviets United aren't States. just a hockey team. They're they're a you know, they stand for like a powerful, strong country. You know, an unstoppable force. That's what they're kind of showing or trying to show. You know, and so it's a they're just a huge, huge threat, and they're big guys too. <laughs> they uh, are. Yeah, I mean they are. Yeah, they're very. They're very uh, intimidating. All the actors that they picked are really I good. I know. Anthony um, Kiedis and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he kind of look like a huge Anthony Kiedis a little bit? He kind of does. He kind of does. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that to a certain extent that they did need to. They did need to set that up so you, you understand how much... Um, that America needed a win. You know, we needed yep. we needed a win, and the Olympics the were dubs. a good place for it. So, anyway, um, then we get Cox getting cut, and that one always breaks my heart <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Isn't that his name, Cox? It is Ralph Cox. Just the way yeah. that you said that. 
I know. Uh, well, we switch from such a serious conversation about the politics going on at the time, <laughs> and then just, and then Cox gets cut. So um, uh, okay, yeah, no. But and he, then Ralph I mean, gets he's cut. Been such a good character throughout the entire film. At, you know, when they're introducing themselves right after the fight, he is. he's like, "I'm from wherever. I'm not going to get hit." Good, yeah. good, good laugh. I mean, good you laugh. walk away from the day I'm going, from, uh, "Hey, made my whole team with. I got a good one." Line. I know. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> love that. You would tell that to your mama. You know what I mean? You'd go home and be like, hey. Oh, I told the best joke earlier. I told easily the best joke. I've done it. Oh, man. Actually, this is, I'm going to say this. Uh, last night uh, at work, um, work at a restaurant, and uh, a girl was carrying a huge tray of butter and, like, a ton of little cups of butter, like, over 30. And she dropped all of them on the floor. Uh. And every, like, so much of the staff walked up and, like, was surrounded there. And so we were all looking at it. And I walk up and go, hey, Butterfingers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, prime time. Oh, dude. It was Spotlights on. And, one of the and best time jokes I've ever had. It was You're just like Damian Lillard in the clutch. You know what I mean? That was you seriously. That, that was Dame time, man. I sank yeah, it from you get half that, court on that, that one. That three seconds. Yeah, three seconds game winner. And you can always count on you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I might have choked. I might as well have looked, you know, I might as well have been walking up Babe Ruth, pointing out to the, pointing out over the stands, you know, already this is going to be past home the run. wall. This yeah. is it. This is going to win they, the game. Everybody already knows too. They, you don't even have to say anything. Probably. They're they all see looking me walking at you up like, and they're like, he's got a good one liner yeah, for this. This that guy buckle knows up, kind of elbows his buddy <laughs> like, Hey, yeah. this one's going to be good. He's hey, gonna, Butterfingers. Uh, oh, oh boom. yes. <laughs> Well, you know, there's not a there's yeah. a large margin of error for those type of things, so you got to really. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, I had him buttered up. Um, anyway, so we'll move on. Uh, let's get back to the spread here. Yeah. Uh, well, so after this point, then he cuts Cox, and they have that great moment because it is <laughs> it is an important moment for the character of Herb Brooks because he made the 1960 team and he was cut right before they left for the Olympics and that year the uh, team won the gold medal and so he had to sit at home and watch the team that he could have been on win the gold medal and so that's a good moment for that character and a bummer for that Ralph Cox but yeah then, he had to do exactly what Herb did you know? then he gets the call and apparently the what does he say um so oh yeah the soviet union all of them are coming the the soviets the czechs they're all coming and they're all coming to the winter olympics and herb had scheduled a uh he had scheduled a match with the soviet union like three days before the lake placid winter olympics and boom here we go into some of the best hockey sequences ever pop quiz who's singing the national anthem at that Wait. game. God, I might have looked away. I might have missed it. It is Who the actually, one and only Mariah Carey. What? Oh, gosh, she's awful. What? She's awful nowadays. I mean, maybe she was good back in the day, but she is so bad now. I oh, mean, yeah, maybe, maybe now. She was so good back in the day, though, man. Mariah Carey has such a killer voice. Had. Had. Sure. I don't know. I can't. I, mean, I can't. You saw that New Year's performance. Yeah, it was a lip syncing lip syncing thing. I mean, I've have you she sang it something recently as well and she actually tried to like sing and it was just so bad. Yeah. People get worse. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you get that bad, though. <laughs> she is just terrible. She is horrible. I Girl, mean, lay off, dude. I like her. Yeah, I don't know. Absolute terrible. Worst singer I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> well, agree to disagree. So, yeah, let's carry on. Carry hey, on. Hey, hey, guys. Uh, Drop the ball on that one. New Year's yeah. reference. <laughs> oh, my uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Dick Clark. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, but they go in and they play the Soviet Union. And uh, there's a couple, there's a couple things that happen in this. But most, one one thing is that Johnson is doing the face off with the Soviet team captain. What's that guy's name? I should have looked that up. Mikhailov or something. Yeah. Check off. No, it's not check off. It's Mikhailov. Christoph. Gosh, they're really far down here on the IMDb thing. I know. I'm not seeing them either. Well, okay. Well, well, anyway, so, and this will come back later, but Johnson stares him down and Johnson finally flinches and looks down first. And then they start playing Soviet score. Things start getting out of control. Jimmy Craig's back in the net going, you got to listen to me, Jack. You got to listen to me. And then, of course, Soviet Union wins, and you get the fi- you get the slow zoom in to Jimmy Craig breathing really hard into his Casey Jones hockey hockey mask, uh, yeah. and yeah, Buck of the Irish has run out for Jim Craig. Yeah, great um, scene. I love that scene though. Because I like that scene too. It's a good it's a good, good way to power through that game because you know we probably don't have time to go through that one and all the other ones. It's a good way to power through that, but also make it like a very meaningful and stressful kind of situation for them. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Jack O'Callahan gets, uh, he's injured. Injured. And, um, you know, this is, this is something that I wanted to bring up. I had it written down in my notes earlier. I can't remember specifically what scene it was about, but, uh, Kurt Russell does really well in this movie and communicating so many emotions in just one look, you know, when yeah. he sits down on that bench and he's looking at Jack O'Callahan and you can just see the, just, ridiculous amount of things that are going through his head from the way that he looks at Jack and he's just thinking, I don't want to cut this kid, but I don't know Mm -hmm. what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And is this the um, loss that he just walks through the locker room? He goes and talks to Jack after the game, doesn't know what's going on. And then he just walks through the locker room without saying a word and leaves. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Just like you guys are a disgrace, you know? Yeah. So great, great scene, and then we move on from there. And does anything else happen? Well, that's the Jim Craig moment of you know thinking about pulling you, thinking about giving Janny a shot there, Craig. When he, that's it's my that's net, what man. he says. Yeah, it's my night. They scored ten goals, Jim. It's everybody's net. <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> I love that line too. It's because yeah. he immediately just rips back at him, and it's like mic drop. There's nothing else you can say to that. He's like, "That's yeah. my net." It's like, well. They scored 10 goals. So yeah. apparently your net's wide open. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I love that. Okay. So at this point in the movie, this is, this is something that I wrote down big, uh, is that man, the Olympics come in pretty big. I mean, oh, it's big time, baby. It is way big. Uh, first off, Kurt Russell, uh, coach tells Jack O'Callaghan that he's coming He's coming with them. 
He could give him up, but he's taking him with him because he thinks that he needs him and it's the best for the team. I swear mm-hmm. to God, if you're not being serious with me right now, Herb. Because I'll send, I'll send your ass back to, back to Boston or Charlottetown, Massachusetts. I was like, oh, beautiful scene, beautiful line. And the smile, the smile he gives. It kind of looks like, uh, he looks like Willem Dafoe. Is yeah, the, Joker-esque. Uh, or Green Goblin. Yellow Green Goblin-ish. No, you're super villains, bro. Deco Callahan's coming back, baby. Woo! Gives that weird, weird yell too. Maybe Woo! warm up your voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like, whoa! But uh, and so and so then they play Sweden and they're losing uh, at the end of the first. And Two, man, that speech that Herb does is so good. I love that when he kind of rips on all of them. He's like, Ramsey, who we, who we playing? Sweden. I love the kid, the way that kid answered that question. Sweden. Yeah. Sweden. Like, You're dang right. It's Sweden and the Olympics and flips over a table and they're all like, Oh my yeah. God, this is scary. What are you whining about? Yeah. Doc told me know, I can't play. Yeah. You got a bad bruise. Yeah. Put your gear on. I got put no your right. gear on. <laughs> Why don't you put your street clothes on? Cause I have no room for quitters. Oh, and he gets so and mad. He just, I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. Then he walks by the assistant coach and goes, I'll get him going. Yeah, I'll just I'll just clean up here. That, oh man, that's I, like, that's one of my favorites. I love that I love whole that, that whole yeah. scene. And then they go in and they score the last second goal. And you know, it you hear the commentator come on that the United States ties Sweden and then it comes on strong. All of a sudden it's like boom. It comes here. in big, baby, and that's probably one of big the first baby. years that John or John Adams, John Williams had written that uh, written that theme for the winter or for the Olympics in general. So uh, yeah, when it comes in, it comes in big, and then the United States has that big the big win over Czechoslovakia, now the Czech Republic, uh, and the, what did they win like six to six to two or something like that? They I think beat it was them seven to two. Yeah, something. Yeah, they beat them big. Some- yeah, it was big. And time. they're ranked number three, I think Czech was. So that was I wish that they would have showed at least part of that game. A but, little bit of that. They kind of just passed that passed that one by. But they're making, you know, they show and then they have the quick montage through all the other stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. We're making it through the Olympics and it's it's very, very fun stuff. Is there anything that you happens the, in between Just the um, interviews and stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, any, any chance? Uh, Jim Craig's been great between the pipes. Any chance we can talk to him? Still no chance. What? Still no chance of talking to Jim Craig. He's like, uh, uh, maybe for those of us who think that you're doing this uh, just to keep the spotlight on yourself. And then oh. Coach kind of just keeps a stern face. Full like, ham. Full ham. I do not like that reporter that... Is talking. I don't think you're supposed to, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they picked that actor because he has a distinctly unlikable face. He's got a face <laughs> for writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just looks like the type of guy that would be sitting down with you at dinner and you're like, I don't feel like listening to what you have to say. I'm sorry. You just seem like a irritating human being. Yeah. No, he's just not. He gets like six refills of Coca-Cola. You're like, oh my <laughs> gosh, <laughs> maybe water. Uh, no, he's not. He's, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, but and then we get spills ketchup on his shirt, <laughs> like a tiny bit. Ugh, gosh. It's the so guy that they, like, yeah, he takes. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> we can keep the show going, man. I, I'm trying to run this one. No, I'll stop. I'll stop. Yeah, you're ramming it, ramming it into the ground. It's great. These <laughs> <laughs> no. stinky shoes. Uh, God. Okay. Yeah, no. keep going. Uh, and so then they had, there's the whole montage of the other games and it shows a lot of the, a lot of the great moments. Um, but most importantly, they make it into the medal round and they're playing against the Soviet union first in the semifinals or whatever it is. And then coach Herb splits on the interview and leaves Mr. Craig to take all the questions and he looks completely overwhelmed yeah. He looks like he's miserable. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um um yeah. Um, uh, uh uh I'm a robot. <laughs> Such a horrible moment in his life. Yeah. Must have been terrifying. Um but then he goes and has the nice little conversation with his wife at their ice rink mm-hmm. and he's talking about how they don't match up and then we pretty much get into the next day. Which and then she us. goes, she goes, maybe you shouldn't start with that tomorrow. And he uh, kind of goes, <laughs> and does a little Kurt Russell, uh, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Russell laugh. Kurt Russell, uh, Russell on us in. Kurt Russell. Love that Russell guy. But Dropping yeah, them I like lines. That scene. The hot no, cocoa. Great scene. Yeah, I like scene, the small bits cute. because yeah, they, the chemistry of those two they they do it really well. Like her small little lines that she says, she comes back and hands him the hot cocoa and goes, "They didn't have any whipped cream," and he goes, oh, "Okay, yeah." Like, it's kind of like she, I think she has a really good performance, honestly, because she yeah. could be just a character that it's like, yeah, she's a wife back home, she's not terribly important to like the bigger picture here, but she does a really good job of making you really concerned and care about what she's feeling and how she feels Mm -hmm. about all this stuff and really brings a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot more to his character. Guggenheim? For sure. Yeah. Guggenheim to his character. For sure. She brings a lot more Guggenheim to the whole. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? Um, (laughs) um, But should we, so before we get into the last uh, the last game, should we break down our favorite characters? Yeah, yeah. Let's sure. do favorite characters real quick. You I'll go, let you start you go, off. No, you go first. You go first. You want me? I kind of want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear who, who yours is. Well, I feel like I know who yours is. Maybe I just want to hear. Who, okay, want to hear well, yours? Because, my favorite character the, is I'm going with Al Michaels. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he I probably. Wish. He is the best part, but anyway, uh, my favorite character. I had a tough time because you know what? I really do a like. I really do like a lot of the a lot of the players. Um, you know, Johnson's great. I kind of I like Ramsey a lot. He's a total understated character, um, and also uh, McClanahan is great. Um, but at the end of the day, I had to go with Rizzo. Because Mike Aruzioni is, he's the captain of the team. He's the guy that probably shouldn't have been there because as far as talent goes, there were people that were more talented, but he had the attitude and he demonstrated leadership so much that he deserved to be on the team. And he has that big moment and that's my favorite scene in the movie. And later on he scores in the final and that's an incredible scene as well. Um, But I think that he, he just brings a lot of um he brings a lot to that character and he bring that character brings a lot to the table as far as the the team so uh yeah i'm going with rizzo and i love I would, go ahead well i i would agree and you know it's like uh when ralph ralph cox gets cut or he knows he's getting cut he looks across 
uh, like the aisle of the locker room, and there's just one guy staring at him, and Rizzo kind of holds that stare, and you see like the emotion in there, and uh, you know he, he has the you know yeah yeah I'm scared of getting cut, and like all that uh, the United States of America, but um, it's funny I actually I was waiting I wanted to hear who you said because then I was just gonna go with the opposite because I feel like there's only just a a two clear. There's two guys that are clear uh, yeah. on the team, unless you're going to pick herb, you know, which we can talk about herb, but, um, you know, I, yeah, I was, if you went with, with O'Callaghan, I was going to go with Rizzo and vice versa, just because, um, he's incredible, man. And he does wear that C on his Jersey and he's the captain. And, uh, he just, he demonstrates and he puts that he does. I mean, what's his name? Patrick O'Brien Dempsey. That guy, he does a pretty darn good job, too. Great performance by him. Um, he just kind of seems like he's the glue that holds it all together. He knows uh, McClanahan, you know? I think he, he's, like, on the other side of things, like where Jack O'Callaghan is. But he knows McClanahan. He immediately kind of starts a friendship there. Just kind of mm-hmm. seems like he's the bond, you know? Yeah. He's yeah, the dude, he seems so. like the guy that holds everything him. together. And, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that, that look that he gives Cox because he does have that look of just absolute heartbreak for his yeah. friend. You know what I mean? And, and because, Ralph looks to him, you know, he looks to him first, like, ah. and it's just but, such a moment sorry, of, Cap. dude, I am so sorry, but I'm so glad it's not me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so that, that's a great scene. Um, but yeah, Rizzo's fantastic. And, uh, but then, uh, but then let's turn the tables here, baby. I know it's tough. Jack O'Callaghan, Charlestown, Mass, Boston university. Nice hit, OC. Nice pick, nice AC. Nice hit, OC. Uh, yeah, uh, Jack O'Callaghan. I mean, even if I picked Rizzo and you picked Jack, you still know in my heart that Jack O'Callaghan is my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, but I think He's that just, this is good because I think that he is your favorite character, and I think that Rizzo is mine. So I think truly. It's not, yeah. I didn't pick that to be to go against the grain because I knew you'd pick O'Callaghan. Like, I yeah. legitimately picked Rizzo. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just... Uh, Jack O'Callaghan is just the coolest. Y- you know me. You know, we go Black Panther. I got Michael B. Jordan. Uh, we go Dark Knight Rises or any movie with Tom Hardy. I'm going Tom Hardy. Uh, he's just the cool guy. He's relatable. Uh, kind of has a little bit of a temper. And, uh, he's just the bad boy. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I love his performance in this movie. I think the actor that they got is great. Uh, but yeah, his his performance is great. Um, I think you know the scream that he lets out when he's getting onto the team uh, again. Or you know, Herb tells him he's going to play, but uh, he's just kind of the dude that just like he hits hard. He he has so much passion for the sport and for the game that um, it's just it's like it's his lifeblood. You know, it's his journey, and so I think it's great. Uh, Michael Mentunuto um, gives. I think a pretty great performance. It's like the only thing I ever saw him in. I actually, I don't know if you know, but he passed away, uh, I think last year. So that is unfortunate because he was great. He was in a, he was in surfer dude. Um, one of this, like but, three, one of three things. Yeah. I don't in. know what else he was in, but yeah, that's extremely unfortunate. So rest in peace to him. But, uh, I love his performance in this. What a way to, at least what a role to, to have. You don't have much. This well, was a good him, one to go down in history. Yeah, him and Rizzo, they're both just hockey players. And this is like the first thing that they were ever in. And they both give such yeah. good performances. Oh, so good. It's funny. So, 
Um, I mean, there's. I think that there's only like a couple scenes where a lot of these a lot of these actors I notice that they're not actors, and one of them's the bar scene at the beginning. Um, there's a couple times where they're having conversations that just seem a little. Okay, you're clearly acting. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like I didn't. I yeah. didn't completely buy it, but I mean, whatever. It's fine. Uh, but man, great. OC OC is by far the coolest. Nice player. hit, OC. You know, nice hit, OC. I love that. Yeah. But, uh, too bad that that guy passed away, though. Just want to yeah, say that. Bummer. Yeah, that's too bad. But um, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. And then uh, you know, but yeah, he's my favorite character, Jack O'Callaghan. Yeah. Uh, big shout out though to Johnson. I do. I do love Johnson. I think that that guy does so well in most of the uh most of the hockey scenes where they're actually playing hockey. I think that he sells it so well, and it looks like he's yeah. playing, and uh, he does a really good job. Yeah. So I no, do. He's, he's incredible, and it's funny because he kind of goes under the radar for the whole movie. He's just kind of there. And then in the final game, and a lot of the goals, like he ends up kind of scoring a lot of those goals. And you're he like, he seems kind of like the MVP. Guy? Like I think he that he, he was really legitimately is, like, their best. Cut. Yeah, him and like Ramsey's another one that I was looking, yeah. and I think that they both had pretty like successful NHL careers. Um, yeah, a couple of these guys went on to the NHL. Um, but anyway, great, great stuff. McClanahan's great as well, and. Uh, I definitely enjoyed a couple of those guys. But so anyway, then we get into the final game and I love the build up to it. I think that the director understands what a large scene and beautiful moment this is. And he takes a lot of time to on the build up and it makes it so much better. Um, it does. Do you want to read the speech? I mean, should we, like, rock, paper, scissors for it or something? Is this, is this both of our favorite lines? Yeah, it is. Has to be. So. What do you want to do? I don't know. I feel bad taking it from you. I already read a speech, so you can, you can do it. You read it. You read a speech? Which one? Oh, the beginning one? The Al Michaels thing. Okay. Well, I'll do it. Uh, if I mess up, just cut me off. Yeah, if you don't do this well, then I... We'll, we'll redo it. Yeah. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can't. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. You were born to be hockey players, every one of you, and you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rizzo just like he looks completely just flabbergasted at that stage. He's like, "Oh my gosh, that was incredible! That was epic!" Yeah. I oh, would man. if you're standing if you're just like a normal hockey player, kind of turned actor, and you're sitting mm-hmm. in that room with Kurt Russell, you'd be like, "Oh." <laughs> and I think that a lot say, of that is I think probably I probably just, just did it a little better than he did, but yeah, um, probably. Still, he hey, did good a great job, job, man. Good job. That was yeah, great delivery. 
great delivery Thanks. on that. I think uh, the emphasis on tonight, like not tonight. Not that's, tonight. That's we when it really comes them. through. And we shut them down because we can. Man, it's so good. You were born to be hockey players. I love that line. Screw I love that them. Too. This is your time to go out there and take it. It's all great. And I think that all those actors afterward have great reactions to it as well. So it's easily the best line in the movie. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, um, yeah, I love that. And then the entire, the entire bit after that is incredible as well. I mean, the music swells. It's the swelliest it's ever been. And walking through the tunnel, you know. Yeah, and they're tapping all the telegrams that people have sent the them, well wishes and, and stuff like that. And then Aruzi only sits, sits there and uh, taps everybody on the head. Uh, come on, and Jack. Says, uh, let's go, Jimmy. Uh, Get out there, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Doing all that stuff. And then the guy from Tommy Boy goes, hey, Rizzo, and taps him on the head. I love that and part, And you too. love it, don't you? I, oh, that's, oh, that's you one of my it. favorite parts. And this And see, this is the problem, is that... From that point, as soon as that speech starts taking place, maybe even from the win- when the Olympics start, but I am, like, flush. You know what I mean? The entire rest of the movie, I'm, like, just ready to cry. I'm ready I, to go. I hate it because I am just crying the entire last, like, half hour of this movie. For some reason, it just it gets my emotions going so much, and I can't freaking watch this movie without crying. But Yeah, no matter you what, you're locked and loaded. Those tears are ready to come out. Yeah, they are. They are. It's Somebody incredible. walks through the door and say, hey, I ordered pizza. And you go, oh, my gosh. And, you know, you start going. Somebody mm-hmm. could do anything at that moment. Your like, pepperonis on it, too? Oh, my God. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's but, meat lovers. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> could be better. But, and so they, they all skate around, and you have the original, uh, original commentation from Al Michaels and Ken Dryden going on. And it just... It makes you feel like you're actually there watching this event really take place. And so it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful moment and such a good, such a good scene. Um, I love that. Uh, I just love when it gets real. I love, I love the, the camera shot of like them walking onto the ice and then it kind of flashes to Rizzo and they start skating in circles and all of a sudden, like, you know, they were outside of the arena, they were doing all this stuff. And all of a sudden, once they get on that ice, all of a sudden, everything kind of comes it kind of all boils down to that, and you're like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is this is about tonight. to happen here, you know?" Tonight, tonight, nine times out of uh, ten, they'd win. Not tonight. Um, um, I yeah. freaking and I love I love the reactions of all the guys when they're you know the the crowd's going nuts and they're looking around and it's just it's so good. Um, and so then the game starts, and this is bringing back to earlier when Johnson or no, the game starts and they pretty no, much yeah, just yeah, start it's not playing. Yet. Yeah, not yeah. yet. Um, but the game starts. I like where you're going with that? Yeah, right. And Soviet Union scores pretty early, right? Yeah, it goes it goes up one zero, and then we tie. And that with the who scores that one? I think that one's Johnson. I think mm-hmm. that one's Johnson, or maybe it's somebody just somebody, somebody just I don't, I don't even know about. No, it's no, it's somebody else. It's just one of the random guys that they didn't spend that much time. But he scores, and uh-huh. they tie it one one, and then the Soviets score again. So then it's two yes. one, two and one. That's when the clock's ticking down and it's almost to the end of the first period. And Brooks goes, Johnson go with like, f- like five seconds yeah. or like seven seconds left on the clock. And Johnson runs cuts between two Soviet guys, snags the puck, knocks it in with zero and seconds it. and ties it to go. That scene is so good. That's I the first, that. that's the first where I legitimately start crying a little bit. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. It's incredible. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. I'll keep it's going. so good. 
good. So good. So that I think that that's that's where it starts getting really real. And that's where you can feel the crowd start building and like the fervor is just out of control. And you start getting really emotional at the prospect of what's about to happen. And then then the the second period happens and the second period is mostly they they skim through through it. it. The the Soviets score again. And they um, don't, it's off Jimmy, screen. Jimmy Craig, they, it's basically all Jimmy Craig. It's like Jimmy Craig has oh, a crazy right. amount of saves, and then he gets, like, knocked out. And, and they score. Like, yeah. You know, and, and the coach kind of looks at Janny. He's like, Janny, get ready. You know, and everybody's like, oh, no. And then um, also on the other side of things, you see that the Soviets have taken out, like, the best goaltender in the world for whatever reason. He just um, sat down they t- the, they the best goaltender out. in the world. <laughs> I love that. And so, yeah, they kind of skim through the second period. But then... It's then like it's first the mean Joe was commercial. crazy. Then it, yeah. Then it's the mean Joe, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then it goes mean Joe. And I love that, dude. Thanks, I love that too. Joe. It's just an actual commercial from the eighties. It's so. And good. then it goes back to Al Michaels or whatever. Them and starting that third. There's period. a couple things that we should bring up real quick before we even get into like the last little bit. Um, first off, Al Michaels did come back and redo a lot of yep. his commentation for this movie so that it's, you know, good audio quality. And I thought that's awesome. That's really cool of Al Michaels. Better Al Michaels performance, this or basketball? Basketball. Yeah, hands down. But he has Bob Costas to work off, so. Yeah. Not fair. That's true. So yeah. probably Miracle, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Jim Craig's father is in the audience. And that's... Where to go, and- Jimmy! That's that's a big pull for me. Uh, that yeah. that gets me going. Dad just you know, as soon as they introduce his father, and every time that they like make eye contact, it's just oh god, Jim Craig. Oh his, his mother died, and he's just yeah. And Jim Craig's her. dad's in the stands, uh, and they talk about like the the unfortunate the mom loss dying of, and stuff of Jim's mother. Oh man, and that gets me every time. Every time gets they say me. that, it's like oh gosh, because it's good. It's a good character arc, you know. It's like I mean it that is. actually happened. But it's a you know it's nice that they bring that in because it makes you feel something. You're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot about that. Gosh, this is a meaningful game, you know, for him too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But then, I mean, With- you you can say the Johnson thing because I love it. Well, so yeah, so then they get to the beginning of the third, and this is where okay, we got twenty minutes left in this game. Things are about to get crazy, and nobody knows what's going to happen. And Johnson steps up to the plate to face off against the Soviet team captain, and he holds the eye contact. And it's a big moment in the movie because the entire the entire time they are looking at the Soviet Union team as these guys that they're afraid of that they don't think that they can beat. And they're just this unstoppable force. And going into the third period, the United States team, they do have that confidence going in, you know, as Brooks said earlier, there is a way to, there is a way to take this team is that you don't play their game. You take the fight to them. And that's exactly what our guys are ready to do. And he, and he pulls them aside. I forgot about that right before the third, he pulls them all into like a, like a little huddle. Yeah, like, yeah. You hear listen that? To him. You know, because everybody's chanting, "Yeah, listen to him." We this can is what beat you've these done. Guys. You've earned this, and that's that's a good moment for Brooks too. Yeah. Kurt Russell, we can beat these guys, and you can see the genuine because he doesn't let out that excitement very much, but he no. does have that look All on his face right there. He's like there. a little kid, you know. Yeah. He's like because he's like can, my team can, can actually freaking do this. We can totally do it. We've come from come from behind in every tournament thus far. We can do this, and yeah. then Johnson makes eye contact, and the Soviet captain. He looks down first. 
So Johnson yeah. wins that face-off, and he wins the actual face-off. The United yeah. States gets and the I ball. I love that shot. It all goes quiet. <laughs> Uh, and Golden State gets the ball. The ball. Um, <laughs> and then they hit the net. Um, but no, I love that shot because everything goes silent and all you hear is just stick and puck on ice. It's like, I like, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And, then and that's, right that's something there. that Gavin O'Connor does, man. He's a really good director as far as mm-hmm. sports go. I think that he, he understands how important it is to play on the emotions of the watch of the watcher and uh-huh. make this seems like such a ridiculously epic game because it was, mm-hmm. but if you watch this game, like the way it actually was, it's not as cool as this <laughs> because it's no. just, it's not, it's just not as cool as it looks. But on it this. was huge. Um, it was big time, but yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, so anyway, uh, I love that. And then that is when Johnson, oh, somebody gets, somebody gets, uh, uh, fouled. Yeah. Whatever. A slash. It was like a hack. And then it goes on the power play. Yeah, and they do that power play, and Johnson just pumps one in, ties it up. Everybody is going unbelievably I see, nuts. that's when he does the dance, because he scores the other one, and it's like, oh, it's funny. But this one, he goes, yeah! You know, he's like, and he does oh, his excited. dance, and he has this look on his face of just, like, genuine surprise that he made it in, and he's so pumped he has and this excited. this look on his face that's like, oh, my gosh, I just did this. And uh, this you know is, I mean? that's when I start really, I start really crying, you know? One the, single tear kind of rolls out on the cheek. Yeah, you're you're it's going not full blown yet, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's going it's really getting there. It's um, runny. Yeah, really runny. And so then they're tied. And that's when my main man Rizzo steps yep. up to the stage in a little bit Go, of cheesy, a little bit of cheesy filming on this one. Uh, but you know it's how sick. it's like it goes into the slow-mo and it's like yeah. close up on his face as he does the shot and it's like, oh, but... But he's the captain. He's yeah. the captain and it's the big moment where they take the lead. Give him the shot. Give him the play. Yeah, so, he's the captain. He's the captain. Give him the but, time. But he sinks it. Three-pointer from half court and the crowd goes nuts. They are amazed balls at what just happened. Blows their mind. And... It's incredible. I don't know. I don't like that explanation of what just. <laughs> Not a big fan. I know. I was trying to say. I, was I trying would to make prefer it... something like, I don't know. And Rizzo says, tell me more. Tell me more. You know, something Ooh, like that. <laughs> a grease reference. That was nice. You no, know, I don't know. Just go. <laughs> They're going downtown, baby. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y <laughs> night. I don't know. Hey, that's a good one, though. I don't know. It's been a long podcast. My uh, my brain's starting to shut down a little bit. Uh, yeah. But he scores, and that's that's the biggest. That's the biggest cry moment, I think, for me. Is it is. When he falls into his all his buddies, and they're, like, attacking him because they're all so freaking excited. They just took the lead for the first time. And it's totally possible for them to win now. They have the lead. All yeah. they have to do is hold them off for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And that's when the main man, Jim Craig, steps up to the plate. Yeah. And the, oh, rest, and of this, the rest of this thing, sure, there's plenty of players. They're all doing all that they can to win this game. But it's like Jim Craig is on display. Just oh, and we have, uh, we have the stats here. Jimmy Craig, 36 saves in this game. 183 total in the winter games. Jeez. He goes off, man. That's insane. 36 saves. It's It was the highest out of any of the games uh, that he had. I think the next highest one was like 20-something or 27-something. But, yeah, 36 saves. I mean, I can't even imagine. And I didn't look up, uh, like, 
save per period or whatever like that. But uh, I'm sure that third period was quite a bit higher. Yeah, so. I bet it was a lot because they they are really just bringing it to him at the end. But that's the thing in that in that last 10 minutes it shows how well skated the American team is because they're just yep. full tenacity. Just absolutely shoving the Soviets up against the boards, outskating them in every way. It's it's so tight. I love the rest and of And the that. Russian coach is looking at everybody going, "The snail, the snail," you know, and he's just <laughs> yeah. like he doesn't he doesn't know what to do. He don't know what uh, to do. Yeah, I, I know. That. It's like quit Stalin and make a decision. Uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd put on my Khrushchev or whatever he says. I forget a, that Family Guy bit. Yeah, quit Stalin and Kvitt answer Stalin. your father. <laughs> you receive high marks for putting something like that in. You know what I'm oh, saying? Uh, had to put in Putin something. Anyway, well, got to get those. Okay. You know, Russian dictators uh, puns. Anyway, um, so, but the Russian Tchaikovsky music just is blaring, and Jimmy Craig is stopping all these shots. You get a nice shot of, uh, I think it's Ver, what's that, Verkota? Verkota just yeah. taking a swig of water and then going, yeah. wow! Yeah. I mean, the stakes have never been higher, and it gets so ridiculous at the end of the movie how amped it everybody does. is and just freaking out. The dad, Jimmy Craig's dad, is just losing it. I don't. He doesn't know what to do. And then you go into the last ten seconds, and yeah. Al Michaels just brings it home with the best line of the uh, the best line of in sports history. Probably it is. He's yeah, counting it, it down, really going eleven seconds, ten seconds. Johnson passes it to him. Blah blah blah. Their countdown starting now. And then he says, like, five seconds, three. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! And just screams oh, it out. I love oh, it. Oh, my gosh, man. Oh, I got chills just now, man. I got very... I'm crying. Very cold chills. Yeah, I'm <laughs> crying a little bit. Because it seriously is. It's the best... It's the best... Best line in sports history. And apparently, he didn't He didn't plan it, you know? He no, had no yeah, idea I mean, he was going to say that. It's just, what, what do you say in a moment like that? Uh... You just, it would just be so unreal to see something like that and be announcing that. Like, what do you even, because he's, you know, he's an American, man. He's sitting there just like, I can't believe this, you know, like, oh, yeah. I, I just can't even. Can't even because imagine. it is ridiculous how yeah. cool that is that they did that. You know, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's such a beautiful moment. You're crying. I can see you're like getting really choked it's up. Fine. It's fun. No, let's just keep going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> No, it's it's amazing though. And so yeah. I yeah, there's there's nothing really more satisfying than the end of this movie because it is it is so good. The United States wins that game and then they go on to win the gold medal against Finland in the next game. I love and that it shows and it shows and we came from behind again. And it kind of shows Herb go <laughs> kind of yeah, do like a little yeah, exhale. Just like, I guess that I guess that he said uh, to Rizzo, um, or I guess in the locker room or something like that, because um, they were down in the final game against Finland, and uh-huh. he said, "If you guys lose this game, you're gonna take it to your effing graves." Wow. Yeah, he like you know he didn't say effing, um, but I mean that's he didn't say effing. Oh, he, but yeah, he said yeah. the naughty. He, he said, said the naughty. He said that, that naughty word that we're not he gonna mention very, here. Yeah. But I mean, it's um, so that's great. But I do. So what, I do what, we didn't. We did kind of skip over that ending. It shows. Yeah. It shows all those guys run out and celebrating on the celebrating on the ice. 
So you get Jimmy Craig looking up at his dad, and there's the whole celebration there. Everybody's rushing O'Callahan, OC, nice hit OC. And he's there's like that whole swell of emotion there. Uh, I love when the assistant coach runs out on the ice and he's hugging the players. Johnson. Seems like they have some sort of relationship. I don't know what's... Yeah, maybe they had like a special bond or something like that. But know. then, well, my, it, it brings me to my that's it, it's actually my favorite scene. Oh, nice! I forgot that you hadn't yeah. even done your favorite scene yet. No, uh, my favorite scene is went right after the game because it's such a raw reaction, man. And I just love that. I love that about uh, Kurt Russell and just like his performance and everything because um, he looks up into the stands. It's funny though how many fans are like being let through right now and like almost running the coach of this team over. <laughs> he's like trying to he's like fighting through <laughs> to so many people. But he looks up at his wife, um, Patty Brooks, uh, and she gives him this look that is just like whatever. And then he he gives her this look that's just like, yeah, you know, I did it. And then he goes into the tunnel. And this is my favorite scene in the whole movie because it's such a raw reaction and like you, you just don't see this kind of stuff very often in movies, but this is probably what would happen. You know, this guy has fought so hard and tried to do this for so long. Hockey is his life. And so he goes into the tunnel away from everybody and just like shakes his fists and just goes like, yes, yes. You know, kind of a, a react. It, oh man. It just, that's when I, that's when the tears really start streaming for me. I mean, that is like, you know, you put a couple buckets under me and then we'll start, you know, those will start filling. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, that's my favorite scene. I just, I love that. I wholeheartedly agree, man. That is <laughs> such a beautiful scene. And I love the raw reaction that, that Kurt Russell gives there. He does such a great performance of encapsulating what that character was going through and having to go back and be by yourself for a moment just to, just to take in and absorb the emotions of the moment because he doesn't seem like a guy that handles his emotions particularly well. Um, so yeah. I, I do enjoy that. He gives that the wife the moment, and then he walks out, and I love her face. She, she gives the best face of just, mm-hmm. oh, my husband is Proud of you, honey, you know. Yeah, she's so happy for him. And she's, you know, I can't imagine the emotions that uh, any American went through on that day. But um, being, you know, tied to somebody that, that was responsible for it. Um, it's a great, great moment. Great moment. So, and they, absolutely. you know, yeah, then they win gold and uh, shows Rizzo kinda, on the uh, on the platform and the whole rest of the podium. whole rest of the guys jump up there and celebrate with him. And it's a whole great scene. And then it kind of just ends. Kinda it does. It gives ends a little fairly backstory quick. to everybody, and yeah, you get dream the Aerosmith dream on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, great song. But Gosh, yeah, uh, great movie. Great, great movie. Um, trying to think of anything that we may have may have left out there, uh, but. Oh, one of the blonde guys looks like the guy from that little critters book that we used to watch or look at when we were little. So fun. Little critters. You know the guy with like the stringy blonde hair. See the ref? No, he's like one of the co- he's one of the teammates on the U.S. team. Oh, he I don't never know. has a line. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, great film. I think that there's not really a better sports movie out there. But then again, it's not entirely fair because this is the coolest sports moment ever. So yeah, how can yeah. you how can you beat it? But you gotta you gotta give it to Gavin O'Connor because he he made a really good movie. Um, I think there's a couple pacing issues here and there, but other than that, I think that he did a fantastic job. And the um, 
and the work, the camera work that he does and the tracking is incredible as well. He, he follows the action on the ice so well and uh-huh. does a great job with um, directing all around. So I think it's fantastic. I can't even imagine having to cut that movie. <laughs> what do you just put? Do you just put cameras all over the rink and then just have them run the same thing over and over and over and over? Yeah, I know so exactly. And so many each, different like, angles, and he's got that. somebody. He's got somebody in there just skating with a camera too. Yeah, following yeah. the action. I mean that that would have been so difficult. I don't even understand how they would have done it, but it's great. I know I've watched the behind the scenes a couple times for this, but um, yeah. So anyway, well, this brings us to the question, Dan. Is this movie better or worse than School of Rock? Ooh, doggy. It's a tough one to date. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gosh. It blindsides you every g- week. It does. It's the hardest question in the world. Um, I, th- I think it might be better. Yeah, I go better. There's you're going better. There's You're going few better. Movies okay. that that top School of Rock, but this this is one of them. I like this. We're movie on thin ice here, though. Rock. Hey. Uh, yeah, School of Rock is so good, though. School of Rock is so good. I don't know who he could replace, though. Who could Jack Black be in this movie? He could be the ref. He could be the ref, ref in the final role. game. Ref would be great. Ref would the be ref really in the good. final game because it's kind of like you know funny little role. You just have Jack Black as that. Oh. Yeah, Crack just a quick up. little cameo. Yeah, or like a or assistant coach or something like that. You could throw him in there. The reporter. Which one? The reporter that we don't like, the one that seems annoying. Oh yeah, yeah. He would have been great as that role. So, yeah. There's a few of them. Jimmy's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Jimmy! <laughs> Oh gosh! Great, great stuff. But well, all right, great stuff, great podcast, great movie, better than School of Rock, even. So, what can we say? We love it. <coughs> well, thanks a lot uh, for listening, guys. I just <laughs> dive right in. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, just thank you to everybody for their for your support. Please like and subscribe and uh, check us out on Instagram, Professor Podcast. Uh, keep sharing. Keep telling us, uh, you know, talking about us to your friends. And if you know anybody that likes movies and enjoys uh, film and cinema, then, then uh, you know, check us out. We, we really appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll be seeing you next week. Until then, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Nice hit, O.C.